Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Well, good morning. At least it's morning in the Pacific Northwest. Right now it is 11, 19 a.m. Wednesday, October 12, 2022. Welcome to the broadcast. We're in year 25 of bringing you the voice of the prophets and so glad to have you with us today. We're going to bring on Kat Kerr in just a minute or two here. Uh, quick, a couple of announcements. Today, there are two shows. Kat, obviously, is coming right up here. And then this afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific time, uh, Roger Stone will be on here. So it's a double header today. you got two shows, although there's a break in between. So that'll be good. Um, some will, will, who may be new say, well, who's Roger Stone again? He's, I say he's the guy that Trump um, pardoned. Yeah, but there's a lot more to the story. He'll probably recap that and retell what's going on in the political sphere. And we'll just talk about he's really found the Lord in a big time way. And it's really fun to to hear uh, hear Roger. So that's three o'clock today. Um, we're going to go ahead and run a trailer for the today's episode of American Warriors that I produced by my brother and I, the Schultz brothers. So here's what let me read this and then we'll play that uh, trailer. Today's American Warrior is Navy veteran Lyle Hicks. During some of the darkest days of Vietnam, and as the U.S. was pulling out, Lyle and his crewmates on the USS Durham were trying to save as many refugees as they could. The tragedy of leaving desperate people behind permanently changed his life. Let's go ahead and run that trailer. Here we go. We were in Korea. We took on Marines and headed to Vietnam to evacuate refugees. We had no idea what we were going to find. I don't even know that I necessarily knew my dad served in the Navy at that point. The war wasn't a popular war, and we weren't popular because of that. So I never talked much about who I was or what I was. I turned on the TV and I sat on the bed with my wife, and I watched the people running from the buildings. And I turned to Judy and I said, I've seen this before. And she said, where? And I said, Vietnam. I said, do you think you have PTSD? And I said, how could I, Doc? My boots never hit the ground. My time aboard the Durham was when I grew up. I guess I got a foundation of what I wanted to be and who I wanted to be. Amazing story, amazing story. I hope you'll get it. It's on both YouTube and Rumble. In fact, let's pull up that sheet here. Thank you, Emily. So it's on the Rumble channel. It's rumble.com slash American Warriors 22. And then on the YouTube channel, it's the same, youtube.com slash American Warriors 22. So don't miss that. It's on either one of those channels. Um, we're just doing a lot a great uh, service to the veterans of the nation from all the wars, World, World War II, Vietnam, Korea. Uh, we'll be doing things probably in Fallujah, regarding those who are in Fallujah or Iraq or all of those places. Um, there's stories, many, many, many hundreds or thousands of stories to tell. But the Bible says, no greater love does anyone have that ex except when they lay down their life for another. And that's what these people are doing. So we want to honor them strongly so all right uh i think that's it for our announcement so without further delay let's bring in wednesdays with cat and steve here we go hey there he is there she is 
Somebody needs to swear you. I'm glad you realized I was a she. <laughs> there she is. There she is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, we kind of got on last minute today. So welcome back, Kat, as always. So good to see you. How is your, this is the beginning of your day, even though it's two o'clock, right? Yeah, it is. I get up probably around noon. Um, I did go to bed this morning at almost 7.30 a.m. Wow. Wow. I like to sleep at least four hours because I'm up for 20 hours every day. Uh, We have been packing because if you all don't know, we're moving, not out of the city. We are moving. And I'm right now sitting in the midst of everything's, a lot of it's packed. So I had to unpack stuff to get ready for today. (laughs) Really? point where you know you're going to be done in a few weeks so but you got to kind of keep stuff out to put on and i I bought some stuff up for my trip to warrior alabama which i'm very excited about that so it's just been not as easy to get stuff out and get it ready because the place has to be painted the flooring has to be replaced and uh uh, you know a few other things so we're right there at that uh that um ready to cross over into our new home which i'm very excited about But I'm so happy I'm here, and I'm happy I'm here right now on the earth. I'm very excited. Uh, The Father's been speaking to me about quite a few things. I can probably mention a couple. I can't tell you the other things right now, but he will let me tell you eventually. Okay. Um, I am uh, going to mention again about the storm that came through, and I want to thank all you weather warriors. I know you, you know now the minute something comes off the tip of Africa, which is where most of these storms form, and come across here to uh, to America, and had its normal uh, mo the way it normally operated would come straight across across you know the Atlantic and then just hit the whole East Coast and go up the East Coast all the way up to New York sometimes. But the weather warriors have been taking authority over the weather, especially the storms. Uh, we haven't reached you know as powerful as Christ did, but that is his goal for us to speak to the land, the sea, and the air. If anything's up causing issues and to make it straighten up. And we know that Jesus stopped the storms. We have a right to do that. We actually should be doing it on a regular basis. So we did start attacking that storm, sending the host to shred the bands of the storm so that the eye would not be formed. And we started doing that right away. Well, the storm changed many times, if you haven't heard this report. And at the very last moment, I actually hit it with my staff I said, you're not coming through my city. You have no right to be here. And it had already by that, at that point, was downgraded from crossing over land. Wow. It never really did what they said it would because we have the final say. We as the body of Christ have the right to not have destruction done to our lives, to our property at any time whatsoever. And so when I did that, it went around Jacksonville, actually went off ashore early and it never actually fully came through our city at all. But I did go up to the beach anyway, and I kept speaking against it, telling it that it would not do uh, severe damage to people. It would go up the East Coast and come inland and bring some relief. About a third of our country right now is actually in drought. So you need to be praying for low pressure systems to people who are in those drought areas so that rain will come and nourish the earth and nourish the land. And that's why the father made weather. He never made it to destroy. That's the enemy's plan. So I just want to give an update on that, that we were all busy. Many thousands of people were praying. Thank you for your prayers. And a lot of miracles have happened. I'm probably get some of those together. Maybe the next time I'm on, I can read some of the miracles that happened during the storm. But, you know, God's ear is always tuned into us, his children. And so thank you all for praying. Thank you all those who helped in those cities. 
thank you for the volunteers who are still out there cleaning up other places. Uh, I think, um, I don't know if it's South Carolina or Virginia or North Carolina, one of those were kind of were hit, but not as severe as they said. So thank you for your prayers. They do make a difference. It's awesome. Now, Kat, you mentioned a second ago you, you're going to be with, uh, you're going to be in Warrior, Alabama with Robin yeah. Bullock. They, it says the Church International, which is uh, Robin Bullock. Robin and Robin, and his wife's yeah. name are both Robin, welcomes Cat yeah. October 15 and 16. So I assume by this announcement that there must be some seating left. Or is this is this tickets or is it first come, first serve, or do you know? I think it's first come, first serve. Now, he is in his new place. He has okay. a new place. It's still in Warrior, but it's much bigger and, uh, of course, more improved. He was in a place that maybe could hold maybe 200 people, I think. And they would be, they began to get so overwhelmed, they could not get all the people in there. Wow. And when I came, they couldn't. They were in side rooms. They had cameras in there. And people were so excited to get to hear the prophets that really do know what God is saying. And I really am looking forward to it. I helped to, when he first found the place, I actually was there in the city and, and prophesied over it and said what God would do for him and what would happen. He would have that piece of land. It's very strategically located. Uh, two places you should always look for if you're if you're building a place that God's going to do stuff from. Uh, you should live on the highest hill in the area. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, really? In the center is where you need to be. The center is very important because the epicenter of anything is where the hardest thing hits. And that includes the power of God. And I do know that's what's going to happen there. So I'm very excited about being there and getting to bless his place, uh, the place that God gave him there. It's going to be very powerful. I can tell you and that is, come from that there. is this. Going to hit hell from that place and also all over this earth, just because that we're both there together speaking and speaking for God. That's good. I just realized, yeah, that's only three days away. Yeah, uh, 15 and 16. So they've written, written me a note um, and I assume they'll put this underneath your comments under YouTube. Or, I'm sorry, under Rumble. We're not on YouTube. Uh, it's at 204 Kemp Drive in Warrior, Alabama. They said it is free. No registration is required. That's so, right. but, and services will also be live streamed. So if you can't awesome. go, you can watch it. Uh, I'm assuming those are probably, do you know if those are evening only, Kat, or do you know? I uh, probably think Sunday isn't. I okay. think Sunday is Sunday morning. Okay. That's okay. I'll make sure I sleep later. Yeah. <laughs> but Saturday night and Sunday morning, I think that's when the meetings are. And I'm telling you, their their worship is really out of this world. It really is like really? very powerful stuff happening. Angels come and go and things happen even during the worship. And But I'm excited to be with someone who understands and believes not just heaven, but the heart of the Father and how God operates and what's going on in the spirit realm right now. He's very big in understanding of the spirit realm operations and has been involved in a lot of stuff for God doing things like that. So, uh, and awesome. I call her Lady Robin, by the way. Yeah, Lady Robin. Robin I heard and that. Lady Robin. <laughs> Robin and Lady Robin. So, by the way, they're telling me they've typed in this. So, on Saturday, it's 7 p.m. Central time which is their time period and yeah. sunday it's 10 45 central 10 45 a.m central so it's one evening and the evening in the morning okay it's in yeah. the evening in the morning where the yeah. the day that robin and cat <laughs> yeah so, that's gonna be awesome so now i'm, I'm gonna go into questions on having anything else okay. make sure i give you time anything else any other questions um, that's it right now okay okay so i'm gonna start with and again anyone that may be new cat has been to heaven he catches you up uh and yeah. it, would you tell people 
you know, Paul, it's believed that Paul went up to the third heaven that, that it was himself he was writing about. He said he didn't know if he's in the body or out of the body. So how would you describe it when he catches you up? Out of the body, in the body, what would you say? I I understand that also. Um, I know Paul did. He went a couple times. I think John, the beloved, has one of the best examples in the book of Revelation. I think Revelation 4, uh, where he talked about when he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's the way he lived. In the spirit means many things can happen that don't normally happen. And that's when he heard the voice and he was told, you know, and he saw a door open and they, they took him up. He literally went up to heaven and was standing before the throne of the father. And I don't know if y'all realize this, but in the book of John itself, now I'm talking about revelation right now. This is much later in his life when he would say, you cannot see the face of God and live. And yet God on purpose, the father caught him up before his throne. And he saw that living rainbow. He even says it in there. He saw the rainbow like like unto an emerald. That was probably the color teal. Uh, and he saw and described him. The fire in his eyes, the lightning, the thunder, the living creatures. I mean, that was a very accurate description of what I see when I'm taken there. But he was taken before the Father's throne. Jesus is not the one who has the rainbow coming in out of him. That is the Father. And I know the father did that on purpose because here's John living a righteous life on the earth, uh, still carrying out what he was sent here for. And yet he was caught up to heaven without dying and saw the face of God himself. So that tells you right there, if it's God's choice, yes, it can happen. And because you're you're born again, you're, you've repented of your sins, you're, you're righteous. You have entrance into heaven. You have the amount, ability to, when you pass from this world, to go live in heaven. But the fact that he could see the father's face before he died is very significant because he was born again, uh, you know, filled with Christ, uh, doing his work that God gave him to do. His sins washed away. That gave him the ability at that time to be caught up and shown the throne of the living God and all the things that go on there. Paul was so overwhelmed because. I think so many years later, there was more things that could be understandable to John. I'm sure that what, what Paul, you know, Paul didn't know what in the world to say to people about what he saw up there. There's so many things that are so supernatural, unless God puts you on purpose to explain and gives you revelation about what those are. Revelation changes everything that comes from the heart of the Father. And the Bible says, we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word spoken. From the mouth of God. So yes, God can give people things directly from him to say on the earth. And there's a scripture right there to prove it. And that's what he does with me. He'll come in person or he catches me up to heaven or other places in heaven. I've been taken back in time. I've been taken forward in time. And let me tell you something. If you're a believer, you've already been from the beginning to the end. And the end to the beginning. Before he made the earth, he could... Time came from the Father. He could go back as far as he wanted or even forward into eternity if he wants to. And we all lived in him when he did that. And we would ride out on the rays of that rainbow that comes in and out of him like the northern lights. That's what we used to do when we lived in him. In him, you live, right? you move, you have your very existence. And that uh-huh. would be in the Father that we lived in him. He is our Father. So there's some correct scripture revelation for you and one i like to bring this up every few months for those who may be new is you tell experience once where you were 
you you're shopping you lift up to get something on the shelf by the time your hands up there suddenly you're caught up you have an experience i don't remember if it was, if it was minutes or hours or longer and then you have the experience you come back and you, your hand's still up there and you put it in the basket is That's that right. am i saying that about right yes but um in heaven there's no real time yeah um, they don't have clocks up there. They don't have to keep time because you're living in eternity right yeah. then, actually. But there is a difference on how long I can gauge that by how long I'm not here or I'm taking. My spirit man is taken out of my body. My body is kept alive by Holy Spirit. And like the thing in the grocery store, I'm sure seconds, probably maybe three seconds, two seconds go by. If you're going to reach for something, I'll use my cup for an example. If this is on the shelf, let me get in there. This is on the shelf in the store, right? And I'm reaching for it. I touch it. He takes me to heaven. My hand's still in the store on the thing. And then seconds later, I'll be back and put it in the cart. But in heaven, I could have been taken to three or four different places in heaven and shown that. Uh, that is the beauty of heaven, that there's no, there's no uh, real definition except you know how many places you saw. And even though I was gone for a few minutes down here, because that's eternity and there is no time I could go to several places. I do know one time I was taken for four hours earth time. I just happened to glance at my clock right when he's told me I'm taking you. And then I was gone when I was back in my body. Four hours earth time had passed. And that was when he was teaching me about the keys to the kingdom, how to bind and loose things from your soul so your soul can be free, that it can prosper. Well, and when you when you say it was four hours at Earth time because you you saw it on the clock, um, would you have if someone had said when you got back you told Jen your sister this has just happened to me, if you were to describe the, all the things that happened during that four hours, would it have seemed like it would have taken longer than four hours if it, if that had happened in Earth time? Do you see what I'm saying? What what might I know? There's no time in heaven, but if you yeah. had done all those things. On Earth, would it have taken four hours, or maybe a lot more than four hours? Would Would you guess? I I I can't gauge that. Can't gauge it. Okay. The spirit realm is so different from this natural realm, this physical yeah. realm. Okay. Uh, every moment passes by in this physical realm, so you know what that time is allotted for, and that's why people can plan events and stuff. That's how they have to plan. I mean, here in heaven, the events could just go on, and you go right to another one, or you get to go visit other people and. You don't have to have an appointment to do that. You don't have to have a schedule thing for that to happen in heaven. It's just life. It's just the way life is. I did get shown a lot, though. And I have great understanding not only of how our soul operates, but what our soul looks like. Our soul is a literal thing. It's not just a little wispy thing that appears and disappears. It's, one of the, it's the very core and heart of our spirit man is where our soul is. It's your mind, what you think about, your will and your emotions. Now, in saying that, I'm not talking about your brain. Yeah. Your mind is not your brain. Because in heaven, you live there. When your body has died, your brain is in your body, obviously. Yeah. You're buried or whatever's been done to it. You still have a mind that's a spiritual part of you that thinks and chooses and um, does other things. Your will also is with you in heaven or you couldn't decide what you wanted to do. And your emotions are definitely in heaven. You can be very expressive about a lot of things. So having a great understanding, God calls me a soul doctor now. And he said, people really want to pursue that. Can be soul doctors. You can help people lose things from their soul. 
uh, the, the tragedies, the traumas, the fear, but then you bind the holy things, the powerful things, the love and the life of God to your soul. And nobody can take that out of you when you have bound the things of God. It's the keys to the kingdom. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He showed me in great detail how to use those in that four-hour time span that I was gone from here. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Wow. Now, because you're talking about the soul, I'm going to jump to the fifth thing on my fifth question on my list, and then I'll go back to the top because uh, this is this will just you know piggyback on top of this. So, a person by the name of Sunday asks, "I have heard Cat say that our soul does not sleep," uh, and she she said that a few times. My question is, what does our soul do while our bodies are sleeping? Are our dreams the journey of our soul? Now, I think this person's asking about physical sleep, but I'm thinking you might have been talking about the false doctrine of soul sleep. So I don't know for sure if she has the same angle of what you meant when you said our soul doesn't sleep, but maybe you did. Go, go ahead and get touch on any of that that you like. Well, the one thing that they're talking about uh, that people think that when you die, there's you're doing nothing. They think that you're, you're, your body, you're in your body, your body goes into the earth or it gets cremated. Therefore, it can't do anything. They don't understand the soul. The soul is a spiritual, fully spiritual part of you. And it says to be absent. This is when you pass away. The Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord that clearly tells you when your body dies, out of this body steps your spiritual body that looks like you, but much younger, is very aware of everything. It has memory. It still has has, has emotions. And the excitement fills your, your spirit, man, because you know you're going home to heaven. When you step out of this body, the body, when the, de the dead in Christ shall rise, is your body you had. And then the soul, that spirit man and soul will be joined back together on the day the dead in Christ shall rise. All those living in heaven will come back with Christ and they will get their bodies back and their bodies will be glorified at that time. So your soul does not need sleep. It's a spiritual thing. People do not sleep in heaven. They don't need to. You don't get exhausted. Your body doesn't have to be rejuvenated. You're living in the life of God there. But your spirit man has a literal life in heaven, like you sit on your furniture in your mansion uh, because you're in a spiritual realm. Those are spiritual things prepared for you. Your mansion's a spiritual thing, but it's literal because it's in the spirit realm. Yeah. You, therefore, in that spirit realm can eat amazing food. You can go places, do things. So your spirit man is very active in heaven while your body's resting because it died. Okay. And some people don't even understand something that simple. But your spirit man still can make choices and understand things, get more revelation. You can learn to do new things in heaven. And so people are very active in heaven. No one's sitting around just resting in the arms of the Lord. They'll, if they did it, it was just because they loved him, wanted to be near him. But they're not literally sleeping. And so your, your soul person, your soul and your spirit do not need to sleep. And sometimes he will catch you up and do things with that spirit man while you're sleeping and people have already proven that because they go into a foreign country people recognize them later say you came and prayed for me and they never left their bed and so you have yeah. layers in your soul that are all you i know this is really deep for some people 
but that's how he can take you somewhere more than one place at the same time and that will begin to increase oh really He'll be, he can take a person more than one place at the same time yes Oh, I haven't heard you say that one. That's interesting because what you've taught about layers for years and years. So I've heard that. I didn't realize. So I've had people thank me for being at in uh, Argentina and different places. They've thanked me for book, and I never was there to my knowledge. I mean, I, I've never been there on purpose. Okay, uh, and yet they've thanked me for coming. And so that happens. But you're saying he could take me to Argentina and yeah. New, New Mexico at the same time. Yes, because Whoa. you have layers of you. And actually, the father's probably got more than anyone else. But the father is a many-layer being. Holy Spirit is a many-layer being. It's one of the ways we're made in their image. Our soul has layers. The layers are not like this. They're like, if I, I'm going to have to bring a model of something. But um, I've already got, I've already drawn the human soul, the spiritual one, and one that would look like a model you could hold in your hand, take apart really? to understand how you're made. But that's one of the beautiful things about being made in their image. They all have layers of themselves in their soul. That's how Holy Spirit can be everywhere, all at the same time. And if you if you get born again, invited Christ in your heart, then it says He moves in. It says that He lives in you. It says that, and then He can influence you from inside. But you can also and then invite Holy Spirit to indwell you. And then he takes a layer of himself literally and sends it to you when you invite him in and he moves in there too. And then it says in the Bible, when Christ sent him, he walks alongside you. But when we start inviting him, which is what he wants, you give him permission to indwell you. Then he can speak to you from inside. So you hear him all the time speaking. Now, I've heard I've read where Paul said, at least in one place, he talked about, I think some of it was when he was disciplining the church, but other there might have been another time when he said, when you're there and you come together, I'm with you in spirit. And I always thought that meant, I'm with you, I'm with you in spirit, I'm for you. But I think, does it mean more literally like he really was there? I think sometimes he probably was there to observe. Yeah. Sometimes he sends you places to observe things. Sometimes you actually speak to people. Sometimes he makes it like you're in a place praying for people or even part of a meeting somewhere. And that has happened to several people and not just several, excuse me, quite a few people who've had that happen to them on a regular basis. Um, and okay. that is one of the things, if you give permission to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to use you in any way they want to, it, but it's going to begin to increase because we yeah. can't in the natural be in other places at the same time, but in the spirit we can, if that's what the father wants, can take us to different places. And, and you, your layer of you looks just like you, looks just like you in there. Yeah. Do you, do you uh, recommend maybe not even just once, but every night when you go to sleep, say, Lord, if you can use me while I'm asleep, I give that permission to do that. I would do totally you, say that. Every night even? I, you say it as often as you want to, because when you begin to show him you believe that is possible. You believe he does do that. And he did it in the Bible with Philip. Now, Philip, he just transported him physically in places, which he also can do that. And they look for Philip. You know, he ran right up next to the chariot. That tells you how fast he was running. And God had an appointment for him to speak to that person in the chariot. And when he was done, he was no longer there. It said he was no longer found, but he was found in another place. So there yeah. are examples in the Bible about being transported in the spirit, but people don't understand what they mean. So some of them don't read them. But yes, as a supernatural God, 
He's a living, has the ability and made us in certain ways that he can do things like that with us. Now, there's a question also on my list today that says from Simone, and the question is, when Jesus lived on the earth, did he still have layers of himself in heaven when he lived here? That's the question. Um, I don't know that he did. I think when he came, that was that was that had to totally be him. That had to be his. He he was in his spiritual body, but God put flesh on him. It okay. says the spirit. You know, it says the word. Right, the mm-hmm. word was flesh. He had flesh put on him. Jesus used to be all spirit, all spiritual body. He was a spiritual being. He didn't have flesh on him at one time, but when he said yes to come and die and walk this earth as a human so that people would know he was here, mm. know he was real. Then he had to have flesh put on so just so people could see him. Uh, he has still got that flesh. He's got the same flesh. You can see the holes in his hand and his, um, actually they're in the wrist. Uh, you can see all the things on him from his crucifixion. He actually does have his immortal body. He's in his immortal body, but looks very similar to what he did when he when he walked on this earth. Yeah, so good. Okay, good. Now here's a Daisy, age 11, is asking this. Was it the Holy Spirit's horse named Thunder, one of the horses in the chariots of fire that took Elijah to heaven? Okay, so that's the question. I guess you must have said that the Holy Spirit had a horse named Thunder. I don't. I haven't heard you say that. Yes. So. Okay, so they want to know if that's the same horse that took Elijah. That's what they used. I'm not sure which horses were used. I'm sure there was more than one, though, to to take that chariot. Uh, Jesus does have a horse named Lightning. And when he says in the Bible, my lightning goes from the east to the west, he's not talking about natural lightning, people. He's talking about his horse uh, mm. that he rides. He rides it quite a bit in the in, um, all over heaven, outside of heaven. And Holy Spirit and he do ride together sometimes. And that was probably especially before he had flesh put on him. Uh, they're very close. I mean, they are all God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a triune Godhead, which means that they all rule together. But they each all have their own body. And some people picture because it's a spiritual body that you can't actually see it. But that's not that's not the way it is in heaven. Okay. So that is, I know for sure, it probably was lightning since um, Jesus sent that chariot. <laughs> he sent that. The Lord of hosts, I'm sure some of the hosts were even present also when Elijah was caught up in that chariot. But that was a physical thing that happened. And yet he was still seen, especially by Elisha. I did see him go up in that chariot. Okay, cool. Now, Kathleen is, <coughs> excuse me, pardon my cough. Kathleen's asking, will, will tattoos show on our, on, our res, on our resurrected body? So you're resurrected. Will tattoos still show? I can't say that they would because that was something you had done on the earth. And um, I do know that when your body's resurrected, it's going to be new. It's going to look young. Uh, I don't know that you will keep marks from the earth at that time on your body. Um, I know that God's going to put some on you when you get to heaven. It says so. So God puts a mark in your forehead and a mark in your hand. It says that in the Bible, the, the city of your God and your God, you'll be marked with those marks in heaven. So in other words, if you had other ones that stayed on you, he wouldn't be able to do that without erasing them. So I believe probably that um, when you're, when you get your resurrected body, I don't think that there'll be earthly tattoos on there at all. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, I'm being the purest of my idealist is maybe a better word. 
I don't like the idea that Jesus still has holes in his hands in him, and I want him to be all healed up. But I get the point. We can see what he did for us. But I, I, I find myself often when you describe that, I go, I don't want him to have holes anymore. I want him to be healed. It's the evidence. It's the yeah. witness. It it's really is the witness that it's him. Yeah. And he loves those marks because okay, he wow. loves what he did for us. The fact that... Um, they pulled the wool over Satan's eyes. In other words, Satan would not have ever wanted to kill him had he known what was going to happen after that, that he would show up in hell, wipe up hell, take the keys of hell, death and the grave, remove every gemstone off of Satan, which um, the Lord did that right before he came out of the grave when he was down in hell. It says he crossed over to hell. And so he would have never, ever wanted for that to happen. And yet he encouraged them to crucify Christ, although that was the plan. For Christ to give himself. And he said, uh, no man takes my life, but I lay it down. He actually said that, um, you know, when, for, about Calvary, that yeah. he laid that life down. So I don't think had they wanted to kill him and he wasn't uh, supposed to do that, they could have never, they could have never killed him. I have a question about hell. Um you know, when you talked about Hitler's going to be, is now even literally on a meat hook in, in hell. Yeah. You said that. And there's this ongoing, you, we said, last time you were on, we talked about there is no let up that, uh, that the punishment is forever and ever and ever. And you, you mentioned that in so many words. So my question is, are the people like Hitler suffering? How to, I don't know how to ask the question. Are, are they suffering much worse than someone that just says, I don't want Jesus. I don't believe in it. I, I'm sorry. I just don't want it. And that person now doesn't go to heaven. Are Is suffering equal or is there some that are tortured more than the other? I think the more evil you are, he puts it in their face because they think uh, they do. Most evil people who have actually made a, a covenant with Satan to be evil on the earth, and Hitler did do that. He thought and was promised a position. Yeah. And Satan has always done that. You all remember when Christ was in the wilderness, and that was his time of temptation, and Satan appeared to him, and he said, you see all these amazing, beautiful cities that belong to me? I will give you them if you bow down and worship me. And that's what he wanted. And of course, Christ said, you know, get away from me. Uh, he only serves the living God. So, uh, but even that happened then because that was his mode of operation. Satan will go to people who don't care about life itself, that want to be wicked, and he'll make a pact with them. Mm. If you're as evil as this and tells them what he wants them to do, I will give you power on the earth. And then when you get to hell, I will give you places to rule and reign. He gives nobody anything except torment. And he makes it, he, he mocks them in hell. Mm. Because he got them to be stupid enough to be wicked for him, thinking he was going to celebrate them. He, oh, Excuse me, I gotta take a drink. Just a minute. <laughs> Go ahead, take a drink. I'll do that too. Well, no, yeah. So because there's a part of me that says, if somebody just, I don't want this Jesus. I don't believe it. I think it's a fairy tale, and they just reject him. That seems like a hugely different thing than what Hitler did, and some people who are torturing children. And, and so I wondered if their punishments were very worse. It definitely is absolutely worse. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, he God desires even the vile sinner to be free because of the price his son paid. Yeah. The price he paid for sending his son that is available to anyone who will who will receive it. Uh, it's not God's wish, and I don't think hell was ever created for 
for people to suffer in that was a place for the demons to stay mm -hmm. until their their extreme punishment even they get punished later they won't have any ability to rule and i do want to make one uh one actual comment uh they are tortured everybody in hell is tortured uh by all kinds of horrible things up until the day that the dead in christ rise and even after the tribulation and all that time is over when it's all over that god intends to do christ ruling on the earth that big final last battle when and when the last one is sent from god himself to be born in the earth time will be no more the bible says that at that time we we will all be in heaven of course being celebrating and everything uh hell will be empty there will be a time when hell is empty because that's not their final place of torture the lake of fire is clearly talked about in the bible they will all be thrown into the lake of fire that will not be on the new earth or even around the new earth it'll be in a whole different place and that's where they will spend eternity burning in this lake and even satan will have no power in that place nobody okay. will have power and it will be their 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 captive prison for all of time they will be let out from hell so the books can be read we will not be at that we will not be at the great white throne judgment that is for the wicked so you will not be present there and god will read all the sins they did and the rejection of jesus christ and why he is not why they made their own choice and they're going to know why they made that choice and then they will be cast into the lake of fire so uh there's something worse than the torture that and torment that goes on in hell now but everybody will be tormented the same at that time. It won't be like different, different, different reasons. And, and I, we've covered this a number of times, what I'm about to ask, and that is God will, if people are praying and standing for a loved one, you've said many times he will then obligate himself to answer that prayer by going to them at the moment of death and say, do you want me now? It gives them one yes. last chance. So it's yes. not like someone said, I don't believe it. I think it's a fairy tale. They'll have an opportunity for a moment in time, at least, to see him in his glory and then and reject him or not reject him. Is, am I saying that right? I think anybody who has somebody passionately praying for them to know Christ and, you know, that, that, that they'll have that opportunity. But he has the keys. That is the clear evidence, Steve. That's why he took the keys, Christ, when he was on the, before the third day, end of the third day, when he was resurrected and came back into the tomb, the last thing he did was wipe up hell. He literally melted the faces of principalities and powers. Uh, those are high level demons that sit on thrones around the world. They do not live in hell. I mean, people don't understand that type of thing, but they were called into hell to see Satan torture the son of God. That's, that was the plan on their side it never happened then he took every gemstone off of satan which was his pride he took them off of him and took them back that god had put on him and then the last thing he did was take the keys of hell death and the grave that satan did not have supreme authority to hold people there if there was a reason why that was given the bible says is appointed unto man once to die and then at that moment the judgment that's not the judgment seat of christ and that is not the great white zone judgment at the moment they die there has to be a judgment does he have the right to go to them and say do you want me now are there prayers that have been put forth for this okay. person that he can use that key whether it is as they're entering into hell as they're being buried 
or at their moment of death. Those are time. Those are like windows of time that he's allowed to use those keys. Not years later, not months later, he can do that. But it's appointed unto man wants to die. And at that time, the judgment is made in heaven. Can Christ go to them? That's why it's important to never stop praying for your loved ones, yeah. those who are like your loved ones, that they will know Christ, that they will be in eternity with you. Don't stop praying that. And Christ said to tell people when I came back, they will be surprised when they get there, some of them, even though they prayed for them, to find out that they actually did go there. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. And of course, he has to ask them. He doesn't just say, I'm here to take you. He must yeah. ask them, do you want to receive me now? And then they still have to repent. They have yeah. to repent to him. There is a few... I don't know how many, but there's a few who said, no, I'm not going with you. And you would think they've become so insane that they just don't want anything to do with them. And then that, that, that seals their... That seals it, whether... So I, and I, I think I asked you this about, because this was the thing when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, some people were declaring her already in hell suffering. And I didn't feel right to me, not that I claimed to know whether she was or not, but I know whole women's groups who stood for Ruth Bader Ginsburg for years and years and years. Yes, so God, by that, God would have obligated himself to give her one more chance. If, if everything you're saying is true, which I believe it is, he would have said, do you want me now? And, and I, then, I'm sure he probably did do that. And I can yeah. also say this. That I personally know there's been a group of people for almost 60 years praying for celebrities in Hollywood to know Christ. Wow. They, they've been praying that. They even I even got one of the lists one time of all those that they were praying for. Some of them are still alive on the earth. But I have seen, I, I haven't had time to write a list down or anything, but I've seen yeah. quite a few of the celebrities in heaven because they did either at that moment of death or them knowing. Now, it was easier back in the day when people knew and believed there was a God and there was a heaven and hell. Yeah. A lot of people would have at that last moment say, hey, I'm receiving Christ. They would have automatically done that knowing where they would go but in this world today that's not even taught a lot in a lot of places uh, but 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 i'm grateful to god that he did allow that window those windows yeah. of time and that's why christ one of the reasons why he had to die and you know people go well it was finished it was finished on the cross for your sins but he had to go back and take back our power and authority and dominion he gave adam and adam gave it away to the devil there had to be a way that somebody could enter into that realm and because they were righteous, had the right to take it back. And that is exactly why one of the reasons why Christ didn't just go back to heaven the minute he died when he left his body. He, he asked his spirit to leave his body. It didn't go up to heaven at that time. And even when he comes out of the grave later and Mary sees him, he says, I have not been to the father yet. So that clearly tells you he didn't go up to heaven when he died on the cross. He descended into the uh, into paradise, which is where he counted people faithful because they believed in God himself. And when they died, they were taken to paradise, which is still sort of in the middle of the earth. But you can look down and, and down and across. You can see where the gates of hell are. These are spiritual places. You're not going to go down there and find it, people. But it does talk about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and that Christ went and led captivity captive that means he captivated them with his with his death and with his willingness he went down there to share the gospel to them number one and then he went across on his own which no one had ever done to show up at the gates of hell so he could then on that day 
when when the father made it known it was time for him to stand up and the power of god shot through him and he basically wiped up hell at that time before he went up and got his body back awesome all right this is probably a quick answer uh almost a yes or no kind of mary's asking do you by any chance know if vincent van gogh is in heaven i don't know i haven't i i don't know i haven't seen him. yeah I know that we get lots of questions that it's not like God takes you all over to heaven and shows you 2,300 no. people. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Simon asks, it's, it's humanly possible to speak something into, oh, I guess. As, oh, okay. He, this is a statement, not a question at first. It's humanly possible to speak something into existence as we are made in the image of God. Success coaches call it manifesting and many in the secular world do it to create a life they love. What does the Father think of this, and can we as believers use this gift in a similar way, or does he want us to do things different? If so, what, how? Well, there are some things that people in the secular world kind of understand. Um, they're not sure exactly how that kind of thing operates, but I'm telling you, the manifested sons and daughters of God are mentioned in the Bible itself. Okay. It says the earth is crying out and is in travail. So a lot of the stuff going on the earth right now isn't saying the end is here to get out. It's the earth saying, okay, manifest the sons are to stand up and start speaking uh, the power of God and the life of God into this world. It needs it so things can change at different times on the earth when we do that. I mean, it's going to happen. That's yeah. one of the reasons why Jesus isn't coming to take people away in an escape plan, Okay. He's coming to set us on fire with baptism and fire to let us allow us to carry the glory of God and release it all over the earth. This is the knowledge of the glory and understanding of the glory of God will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. That's us taking it and shock waves of that will go through the earth and things will happen immediately. There's too many things left that we have to do that the Bible says we will do. But a manifested son and daughter to God is that that this talks about in the word. It's us going to higher levels, believing in God, knowing him, understanding what he wants done, and knowing that we are allowed to do these things because it was given to us by Christ to do these certain things. So I don't know about what they're doing or what man themselves are doing. I do know people do get with the ideas, do come from heaven, and many of those are just taken to the earth and they go around the earth and dropped into the mind of man so that certain things can and will be created. But as far as that statement, I'm not sure. Probably well, and you know, I, this is just me guessing what he means. Um, but could he mean? Um, I think as Job says, he decreed a thing, and it was, and it was so. You believe probably, and I mean, do you have you seen the Father talk to the Father about um, our our responsibility to decree things on this earth? We send the host, but what about decree? I decree God's best and. Uh, life for me and for my family i decree that you know what about that that's similar to sounding than what he's saying can we declare I think a thing that what he's talking about is making things happen okay or yes some things actually will be formed i mean there'll be a point where we go and speak to the desert and command uh vegetation to come up wow. and it will. okay now wow. you're about that thing yes that is going to happen okay. it will we will speak to the land the sea and the air and things will happen immediately because we have to manifest, one of the things God wants done is we have to manifest the presence and the power and the existence of Jesus Christ and of course the Father and, and Holy Spirit. That's going to happen and it is up to us 
One of our assignments is to do that. Okay. Uh, in different times on the earth, there are always things given to man, especially those who believed in God, that things would happen, things would change, things would be built. Uh, we're, we're in a transition right now, a very powerful transition of things like that beginning to happen. But I have been seen and taken and shown that the mass that die, there'll be, I, I've already been shown, there'll be a mass death in a land, not here, it wasn't here, um, not knowing exactly what the land was, that uh, they were spoken to, all these bodies were laying there and they spoke life of God into them and everyone in that whole bunch came to life. Oh, Those wow. kind of things are going to happen, Steve. They have to happen because manifest means to clearly and plainly make known who you believe in and who you serve. And that is why it's called a manifested son and daughter of God. It's not going to be everybody in the body that does that, but there'll be those who choose it no matter what he wants or when he wants it, you're going to say yes to it. And you continually obey. And if you keep obeying, you get to a point in your life where you learn the joy of obedience. And from that time, he doesn't no longer judge you on whether you did something or didn't do something because it's already in you and a part of you. Then he will uh, give things to you because of your love. Is your love extravagant? Are you helping others? It's There's a whole process to being in the manifested son and daughter. But if the earth itself is crying out for it to happen, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. There'll be people do things like raise the dead that was cremated. That's the manifested son or daughter of God. Yeah. Speaking to the earthquake in the middle of the earthquake and telling it has to go back and the dead will be raised. It's going to happen. So those things you're, you're wondering about, declaring and decreeing, yes, it's so that, powerful. It's you know, ruling. At the death of Christ, there was an earthquake and the graves were open and some saints were, were seen walking around. We don't know how many. It doesn't say how many. Maybe there's 1,000. Maybe there's 26. I don't know. Maybe there's 20,000. But our, whatever that number was, will we see something like that on the earth before, before it's all finished? On a sinful earth, I just put it that way, we'll see that. Okay, go ahead. I don't know if that is what will be happening to okay. the manifested sons and daughters. I think when there's like, I don't know, I don't know how these people died. There were like thousands of them. Really? Um, wow. And I, I don't know where it was. He on purpose probably didn't tell me where it was, but I was taken into the future um, before 2030. <laughs> this will happen. This will happen before, before 2030. It will happen. And, and um, none of the bodies look like nobody was like blown up or none of that. I mean, I could clearly see the bodies. I was walking down this road. It was like a dirt road, um, uh, like a sandy kind of a dirt road. And we rode in a Jeep. I actually was riding in the back of the Jeep. And I would probably assume I was there to raise the dead. Wow. And it just can't, did it look like it had been just like it had been a recent death? Like it had just kind of yes. happened. Okay. I haven't really explained this much to, to many people, but yes, this is like a whole town somewhere. Wow. Okay. And the people were just all they had time to do. And they obviously knew that was going to happen. Whoever was driving me knew I was there for that. And oh, God really? said, you will do this. He actually said, you will do this. Uh, but not just me. Other manifested sons and daughters will be. It's going to happen, Steve. It has to happen. If God said, can these dry bones live? And he said that as an example, 
you know, to the prophet, he said, could these dry bones live? And finally he said, guys, he said, well, you know, only you know that. Yeah. But they did come to life in front of him. And all yeah. the, I mean, everything, the sinew, everything came back. And now those, those were really dead bones. Well, yeah. And, and that's, that's... Saw were not like that. You couldn't tell anything had happened. Like they weren't shot. They weren't bombed. Okay. Uh, there wasn't anything like that. Uh, but they only had time to wrap them. And they had just wrapped them on. They were just stacked. And I knew that that's what he had me there for. So yeah. I will say, I know that's going to happen. Yeah. He only shows me reality. He well, doesn't that, show, just a, he doesn't so, show me symbolism. Yeah, yeah it's literal. What will happen? And that really, actually, honestly, that's a that's pretty close to the exact answer I was looking for. I I don't think it had to be in my mind. People shaking at earthquakes and the dead coming to life. And more like I'm. Will there be groups of people, is what I was asking, that will suddenly be raised from it? I suppose there could have been, therefore, on another time, a 9-11 type thing where 3,000 perished and someone manifested sense might declare something like that, resurrections. I mean, it's kind of like that that you're describing, honestly. I'm quite positive that that is why, one of the reasons why it is not the end, because yeah. we are entering into a supernatural time wow. where things will happen that nobody ever expects. But God would have already prepared the heart of these people, and they would have already been going towards um, total surrender of their life. I'm not talking about being born again. You're already, these people are already going to be born again. But then getting to the place where wherever you want to send me, wherever you want to take me, I'm giving you permission. You need to do it ahead of time, people. And then you stay in that place with him and build that relationship with him. He wants you to know him. I'm talking about Christ. He wants you to know him. But these things are clearly going to happen. The Bible talked about them happening. And that is why the earth is saying, okay, things are getting really bad. You need to stand up and start taking authority because Christ said himself, you will rule with me in this life. Mm. That's not just a statement. He wasn't just making a statement. He was talking about things that will happen. Ruling and reigning is dominion and authority at great levels. That's why he says, know you not that you are kings and priests unto your God. Those are spiritual levels of authority and dominion that some will walk in. They're yeah. going to walk in that. And they will speak and the waters will part and people will walk across. They will speak and and literally speak to the ground and say, come forth life of vegetation, and you'll see it before your eyes come up. It's going to happen. Good, 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 good. All right, Teresa is asking this question. What does the fear of God mean? Are we supposed to be afraid of God? No, that's not what that means. Okay. I do know what that means. That means you love him so much, you would never do anything to disappoint him, to, to hurt him, or to make him look like not God. Mm. It's a, a reverential fear you have yeah. that you would never want to do something in your life to cause uh, any distance between you and him, although that would probably be on your side, that yeah. you do something so wrong that you wouldn't have that relationship with him anymore. The fear of the Lord, there is something called the terror of God. Oh, man. That is for the wicked. Yeah. I think we'll be seeing some of that soon. And usually, by the let, let me jump off on that for a moment. You've talked about, of course, we send the host. Talk about it. Remind me what you said about can we send the terror of God against God's enemies? It seems like you said you don't speak against people or curse people, but can you send the, it seems like you said you can't send the terror of God 
against his enemy. Tell me what, if remind I, me what that was. God had purposed us. To, this is the thing. We were given this earth. I know it belongs to the Lord. So guess what? Satan doesn't get it. He don't yeah. get one drop of mud that belongs to him. It isn't mm. his. It clearly says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness of what it will produce, what we're going on. It's his. This is his earth. And, and he made this earth. And he made it for a purpose so we could be born, sent from the Father at the time of conception and knit together. And it says in the Bible, God said, I knit you together in your mother's womb. He's talking about your little spirit man that lived inside the Father, that at the time of conception, it's knit together and attached to that dot of flesh. And it grows within the mother's womb. So life begins at conception, not at birth. And so that's, that's one thing I can just add for free. The father is furious with those trying to kill the babies, take away their destiny. He had a purpose mm. for everyone he sent. He's not going to long tolerate that happening. There will come a time on the earth where it will be against the law, literally against the law. Uh, in these years ahead, these generations ahead of demonstrating the power and authority of Jesus Christ, his dominion, what he wants, speaking his words and that happening right away. That's what we're going into now. Darkness will be crushed and pushed back. And they won't even be allowed in some cities because of the power and the glory of God in some of those cities. But I can tell you right now, the terror of God usually is sent from heaven. And it does affect and impact physical, wicked people. They can become so filled with terror knowing the awe of God is affecting them. Some of them will probably run to get saved. Some won't even want to live because it's so powerful. But God it gets to a place, and you saw earlier in the in in the, in the, even the world when the world was made, there came a time when He would not tolerate things, and He finally did something. He not finally He did something about it at that time. But that is going about to happen in our lives, and you're living in a powerful time because no matter how much darkness is here, you're about to see that darkness severed, and you're about to see it crushed, pushed back. Judgment, serious judgment, come to the wicked. The physical flesh wicked who've all come together to do this thing to try to take our lives away, freedom away everywhere. They're not going to get to do it. It's not the little drop of time Satan has in the tribulation is a very small part of time. And it's not that time. There's too much that has to happen yet. So I'm just saying the terror of God is usually sent. Um, it was sent at one time for Israel uh, when Egypt had stuff going on. Terror came upon people even back then. And, uh, and and it does happen, but usually the terror of God. I had a prophet walk up to me one time. I was one person in the church who always was on the floor. You know, I was so wiped out by God that I couldn't mm -hmm. move. And I was sitting up and a prophet came by and pointed at me and said, the terror of God is going to be released on this earth and you'll be able to tell the people what to do about it. Oh, wow. Which was a rare thing. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. telling people right now, don't be wicked. Don't yeah. part, don't participate, don't tolerate them, don't advertise, stop advertising about how wicked things are going on. Start talking about the power and the life of God that is much greater than all the evil that's going on. And this evil is a temporary thing, so they can be judged. They're going to be judged by God. I'm talking about the flesh people are going to be judged by God, and they will not escape that judgment. But the terror of God will probably come a little while before that. And people, what happens is you can't think straight. This is for the wicked. Your mind will be lost. You'll be so severely confused. 
You won't know how to even think normally because you'll be so terrified by God's presence moving across the earth and it is going to happen. It will not hurt us. It won't affect us in that way that belong to him. But I'm telling you, there's about to be some demonstrations that no human hands will demonstrate at this time. It will be God himself. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. Good, good, good. All right, Frederick asks this, what will Michael and the host, which of course is the armies of heaven, what will Michael and the host do after the thousand-year reign of Christ since all evil is God? So a lot of people have that question. What, what, what do you need an army for after it's all sin sin free well they're not quite right okay uh there will be a battle that will happen at the end of the thousand year reign it clearly okay. talks about it it's the final battle okay and um, um michael and the host and the father the father will send fire and burn up all the wicked on the earth at that time who come against his son after the thousand year reign you have to remember there is a thousand year reign, but there's a time period after that. At the end of the thousand years, yeah. it will be loosed from the bottomless pit. That's true. So he can go around the world and tempt those who probably still don't want Christ. There'll be people alive that will be seven, eight, nine hundred years old. It's just going to happen because of Christ's presence on the earth. So even after the thousand year reign, there's still another season of time. The Satan will go around, try to try to get people to come on his side, and he's going to find them. And they'll, they'll want to do a big battle that talks about the battle. They're going to have great armies come across a certain area on the earth to destroy Christ, to take the throne away from him because Satan is still stupid and he still hasn't learned that he's not going to win. And at this time, the father will himself defend his son. Christ will not have to lift a finger because in the battle prior to that, before the thousand year reign, at the end of the tribulation, Christ will be doing something about those coming to fight and war. And, uh, and a lot of people are, that are wicked, are, they will die at that time. Yeah. But even during the millennial reign, there will be people on the earth who didn't choose Christ, uh, who are still alive, natural man, and they will live for hundreds of years under Christ's rulership. But at the end of that thousand year reign, Satan will be loose to tempt those to see if he can get anybody to side with him to build war, warring equipment and do things to remove Christ from that throne. And I tell you, in that battle, there will be there will be no decision by anybody about who's going to win. The Father will send fire from heaven to clear his and burn up all those armies. Wow. And then, Kat, okay, after that, after the final battle, then then what, what happens to the armies of heaven? If you know, you may not even know. I'm quite sure that they will probably get to know a lot of people that they defended on the earth. They'll have a lot of, they'll be speaking a lot of places on the new earth to, to them. And I'm quite sure they'll probably be part of, I know that there will be people that will actually be taken to a planet to make things like vegetation and places, not people. That's never going to happen again. Uh, they won't have to make people, but I'm sure that that army will be involved with going with them to make sure everything goes okay with them. Not that it wouldn't, it wouldn't be to protect yeah. Because we won't need protection at that time. When all that's done, evil will be judged. There will be no evil on the earth, no evil in the spirit realm. And they will all of that will be it will be in the lake of fire. So I'm quite sure that they have plans of things that they would like to do and get to do things besides warring, because that's all they do right now. 
Okay, awesome. Now, Shay is the name of this person. Says, I'm a Christian ventriloquist. Have you seen ventriloquists using their gift in heaven? I'm uh, quite sure that people probably do that. I don't know. I don't think I've personally seen that happen. But I do know that gifts like natural gifts that people have, and that is a gift. I've known a couple of people that did that. It was amazing. They do actually do it. It's not done by magic, people. It's not magic. Yeah. Uh, it's a skill they have, and they've gotten very good at it. And so I'm quite sure that that would probably be in heaven. Okay. It's, it's a skill. Okay. Now, Margaret's asking this question. I, I get some of it. I'm not sure I fully understand. Margaret says, in heaven, will we be able to trace our spiritual line of salvation back to Jesus? Meaning, similar to how family trees are traced backwards, like so-and-so and so-and-so. So-and-so led so-and-so to Jesus, then that person led another and then another. So they wanted to know, like, if we could go back, find out who who was led to the Lord, I guess, a thousand years ago that ended up with me, or 2,000 years ago if we're back to Christ. I'm quite certain that you will be able to do that because I know generations are, uh, God deals in generations. He just does. Yeah. That's why it's not going to end now. There's generations still coming on you that things will have to happen through them or with them. And I'm quite sure there's a way you can trace that when you get to heaven. Okay. Now we're doing a good time. We're marking, we're doing a lot of questions today. Elizabeth asked, will we still be able to have our ears pierced in heaven? I really like mine, and it's really the only jewelry I wear. Okay. I think that's going to be between you and God. Uh, I, I do know that there are things. I know people will have marks put on them. I don't think I've ever seen that. That doesn't mean that's not going to be allowed if it's done within the realm of God. You know, um, you probably wouldn't have to actually pierce it. You probably wouldn't have to have something pierce your ear to do that. Is what I'm saying. But just you do it. Would just yeah. have, you would have a way just to put things on yourself or in yeah. your ears or wherever without it being pierced because you'd be supernatural. It's not like on the earth where. Yeah, in other words, he's he's things. not subject. He doesn't have to have either piercings or clip-ons. He could say put it there and tell it to stay, right? I mean, I'm quite sure he probably could because I've seen people's, um, uh, everybody's mansion has a wardrobe room. There's yeah. probably thousands of square feet. I've seen it. I've been, I've walked through some of those like that. And the apparel you get is unspeakable. It's just not even something I can describe. Uh, even your clothes are like alive. There's only one size made in heaven, and whoever puts it on, it conforms to the size of your body, so you don't have to shop through racks of clothes for things. You just pick out what you like, and it fits you when you put it on. I do Miss, know that much. Speaking of clothes, this was one of mine that I keep meaning to ask you. Uh, every picture of God and Jesus is always a big old long robe, white usually. Maybe there's other colors. Have you ever seen anything like the Father or Jesus wearing jeans or jeans like i'm just curious if you've seen something like that where they're i have seen jesus you have i've seen i've not seen the father where i'm sure if he wanted to he could wear whatever he wanted to wear but normally i see him in the most glorious uh, their their gowns not like a, of course a woman's gown you know it's just like a ship kind of thing glorious beyond description and he has many different robes that he wears at different times and uh, and then maybe that will change. He may wear other stuff. I don't know on the new earth, but. But did you say you've seen G Jesus wear jeans? I have seen it. There's jeans in heaven. Awesome. I like that. 
they're, they're, they're heaven's brand. Trust me, they have heaven's brand. They have them. They, they're, you don't buy them. You just can go get them and wear them. I like that. That's very you cool. You couldn't ride horses, Steve. You can't ride horses in a gown. I That's right. Oh, I like that. I'm going to ride horses, too. You're not too. riding the rush in a gown. You're not going to swim under the crystal sea in a gown. You actually have things to use to do that with. So, But I have seen Christ attending rodeos because he Good. loves horses. I think he's always for the horse, though, not the ride. <laughs> That's I think not. he's probably there to cheer the horse on. I'm real serious about that. Yeah, that's very good. All right. Uh, why did David, Joyce asked, why did David pick up five stones and only use one? What do the other four stones represent? Do they represent our authority and power for us to use against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness? I mean, they're they're guessing, I guess. What Do, do you know the four represent something else? Or? I don't know that, but I do know this. David was very wise. Yeah. And David would get as many as he thought he might need. He's never going to just take a thing. He's going to take more than one to yeah. be ready should something else show up or something else happen. He might need it for that other thing. He didn't know. And so, but I'm sure there was a reason why he chose that many. So he'd have extra if he needed them. Someone said he had four brothers. Yes. Someone said he had four, four brothers. I don't know if I've never studied that, but if he had really had four brothers and that was just in case he needed to take out the brothers, but I mean, <laughs> I have heard that he had four brothers, so uh, I think it might be there. But all right, Suzanne asks. I, I'm sure Goliath had others around him. I know he wasn't the only giant in the land. Right. I think it was, or if they showed up, I don't think it was about his brothers. I think if the other one showed up, the the giants, if more giants, yeah. are going to take them all out. That'd be awesome. All right, Suzanne asks if Captain could take a picture of anything in heaven. It could be a person, place, or thing. And show it on the Elijah list. So it's a thought question. What would it be? What would you love to take a picture of and show it if you could? There's too many things. <laughs> I'm a photographer. You're asking a photographer. Yeah. That. There's so many good you know, things. I, right? I want to, when, 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 when I go to heaven one day, I will be photographing all of heaven just because I want to do that. But I think the most significant, moving, powerful, <clears throat> beautiful would be the throne. The throne room. Yeah. Oh, I can to see sketch that. the throne room. And at one point, I will paint myself the throne room. One of the promises God gave me was that I will, he will make me a fine artist. Oh, wow. I don't know how far down my journey. I have no end to my journey. He's not told me any end. While I'm on the earth, he will let me paint heaven and it will come alive when people look at oh, it. Wow. That's, and he, and that's, that's on this earth before yeah. things wrap yeah. up. See, now that's kind of one of the questions, type of questions I've tried to get an answer for is like, what if I want to be doing something? I often think of it as in heaven, but there are certain things that I've been asking him uh, privately to do on this earth. And I was talking with him about today. And I'm not going to say it here, but I'm saying, Lord, I'm not going to keep asking. I'm not going to quit asking you to do this on this earth. And so you kind of answered that, Kat, honestly. He did. He told me because I was willing to do whatever he wanted whenever he wanted. Yeah. And I can tell you all, if you had stood before the throne of the living God, you would know how real he is. Just because you can't see him doesn't mean he's not real. He's yeah. very real. He has great plans. He plans well in advance. He knows what is in time and eternity, but he also sees his own plans coming to pass. That's why it's not over right now. Nothing is over. 
except how awesome we will be living with the body of Christ. If that can't, let, let me expand it. So outside the throne room with Jesus himself, if you could snap one picture of Jesus doing something outside of the throne room, what would you take a picture of him doing? Probably something he really loves to do. Probably maybe him in the gardens. He's got the most amazing gardens all over his own. He does have a mansion of his own. It's glorious. He uses it to have celebrations in. So when somebody comes home to heaven, he can throw a big celebration. Besides the throne room celebration, he'll take them there. I think also probably uh, I've seen him with the children. I've seen him with the little babies. That would probably be something else. I would definitely want to take a picture of when he's with the little babies. Maybe they were aborted. Maybe they were they they had become miscarried. How much he loves them, and he holds them in his hand and talks like to, them, this, huh? to them. I think probably something like that, showing that his he has a heart. He does. He's all powerful. He now is our king, and he says that to me all the time. When I come back, it'll be as a king. Uh, I won't because you know he already came as savior. When he comes back, it'll be as a king. Awesome, um, awesome. By the way, while I'm talking, the. Um, Website for people to ask more questions of Cat. We're going through them really fast right now on purpose. Uh, questions for Cat. Fill out the form and go to. They're going to put questionsforcat.com. All right. Um, this is. Let me look at my time. We got. We can ask a couple quick questions here. Okay. Virginia asks: Is there a place in heaven where we can watch a replay or replays of our loved ones' reactions to their homecoming and see the joy that they experienced when they first reunited with the father? and the ones who had gone on before them. That would be a cool thing to say. What did it look like when my dad showed up? I would love, can you yes. see anything like that? Yes, absolutely. I have seen that. And people love to do that. Uh, they have this, uh, a place where they have many different, um, I call them mini theaters, and they probably maybe hold 100 people. That's a small one because I have been to the, the movie theaters, which, of course, is no profanity. Just so you know, you can't start judging. They make movies in heaven, people. God has always told stories. He loves to tell stories. The, the best movie theaters are in heaven. If you plan to be there, you better receive Jesus Christ. Uh, they capture what's being made in heaven. It's not like a film. You have to process it. But there's places you can go into. You can go into your parents' theater. They have one that shows their life relived really, really? Minus, minus any sin. No sin is shown at all because they've already been forgiven. But great days in their life, fun times in their life, really funny times. But in that theater, towards the end of that show that you're watching, you will literally see how they were caught up to heaven. If Were they taken in a chariot? Did they go in something else? What did they say? What did they see when they got out of the, there's a place you disembarked. Oh from. man. These things that bring you, what the expression was, what they were feeling, what they were saying. And then you could go in the throne room and see their whole celebration party. Then you could see them go to their mansion that was given. Hey. You know, God doesn't let you miss anything. You're not going to miss anything. That's good, Kat. That's really good. And you know what? <laughs> I, we've done this before when we talked about the theaters and I'm thinking, man, the popcorn's gonna be so good. Oh, they do have food. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like oh, they, wouldn't you, they wouldn't they wouldn't give you they love to eat in heaven. Oh they yeah. Absolutely. I think in my first book I described the movie theater I was taken to. Isn't that well, that was actually the first time I was taken. Yeah. And Christ said Oh, really? I'm the first time somewhere fun. He said, I'm taking you somewhere fun. 
He said, you are so serious about everything in your life. You need to understand that we are fun. We do have fun. So I'm taking you to a fun place. And it was a movie theater in heaven. And that's when I saw John Wayne acting in a movie. Uh, and they do have popcorn and they do have snacks. And then they have another place outside within the theater where you can sit there and discuss what you saw, how excited you were. The actors who were in are right there to talk to you. Usually your family members get to star in films too. Uh, again, nothing defiling is in there. There's no profanity. Yeah. And that's when God also told me, I'm going to give you the what we think about the movie ratings. And he said, God, what think about the what? I said, uh, you know how they rate movies? Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, yeah. 17, and then yeah. uh, R. Yeah. God said, this is what we say those ratings mean. G means good. You know, depending on what the movie is about. Yeah. We wouldn't say it was good if it was witchcraft. I can tell you that. But G means good in heaven. PG means partly good. Okay. Uh, PG 13 means it's got some not good stuff in it. Um, R ratings down here. R means rotten. Don't watch it at all. And he said that to me. That's what the, he's saying. Not that's what we call those heaven. ratings. I see. Yeah, he's talking about the earthly ratings for the movie theaters. R okay. means rotten. Don't go see it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, let me just, for the last question, let me ask this, because you just opened an interesting door about God took you up, and the very first trip he gave you was to do something fun, because he said you're very serious. Talk about what, if you could, there's a bunch of people who they say, you know what, people are always telling me I'm so serious, and I, I, I know I don't want to necessarily be too serious, but what, tell them, the people who say, yeah, they're always accusing me of being too serious. What would you think God would want to tell them now? Um, right now, try to lighten up some. <laughs> uh, you know, it's okay to be serious about the Lord. And, you know, and I'm not talking about change your relationship with him at all. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the way you respond to people who ask about Christ. Yes, he is a risen Lord. Yes, he died for sins. But he also enjoyed laughing when he was on the earth he loved to laugh he loved to be at celebrations he loved to attend the weddings it says so that's why he was invited he was at that wedding where he changed the water into heaven's wine people not earthly wine he made it into heaven's wine and he did love to celebrate and he was quite a character and he was uh really good friends with a lot of the not just his disciples but he had other people that were his friends and so you know don't be so so serious that you can't have time to smile every now and then. One of the things the Lord said, you're going to start smiling a lot and laughing a lot more than you do so that when you get to heaven, you'll be used to it probably. So people can actually see that you are a happy person. Maybe you might want to know them. Maybe you'll be more a little bit approachable. I'm not telling you to go out drinking. I'm not saying to go out partying so you can be with people. Don't do that. Uh, that, that messes up your testimony and your witness. Um, of of how Christ lives in you, so I'm not ever going to tell you to do that. But you yeah. need you need to be seen to have fun, and like to have fun, and to laugh at things because we have to show that we have a sense of humor sometimes. Yeah, and you're I, what I I think I can say without fear I of being wrong. <laughs> you you well because you talk about eating cake. I think I can say without fear of being wrong that you are saying God wants you to laugh and lighten up now amidst all of this COVID and, That's right. and geopolitical things that yeah. are going on and threats of war. He wants them to still have fun. 
Yeah, he's not saying to ignore the evil or wickedness, yeah. but you're supposed to rise above it. And you, okay. you need to let people know, I am not afraid of this. I'm not tolerating it. I'm speaking against the evil. I'm praying for people. I'm sending the army of heaven to pull down strongholds of evil in places. But I also can laugh. I need to take time to laugh. Uh, it's nice to have a balanced life that people know that they can come and see you and maybe discuss something that is fun or is exciting, even exciting. And so I would encourage people, and I know some people are having hard times, but why don't you ask? He actually had me people start asking, asking for him to let you have fun. That's and he good. will even pay for it sometimes. So you you have not because you ask not. And I know it's important to have bills paid and people healed. Those are always going to be important. And heaven, thank goodness, you don't have to worry about that. But you also need to make sure that you leave room for fun in your life. And yes, it's okay to ask, can I have fun? Can you send me some fun? Or That's open good. the door for me to have fun? Uh, that would probably be the best thing to do. Because he will surely do that for you. He will surely do that. Okay. Okay, Kat, tell people real quick about Revealing Heaven and KatKerr.com, those two. And then I'll, um, well, I'll maybe ask you to pray as we go out. But talk about those two sites real quick. Revealingheaven.com. I, I really didn't choose any of this stuff. I didn't choose the title of the book. I didn't choose the names of the websites. I don't choose almost nothing because I let him tell me what he needs and what he wants. So he actually named the book Revealing Heaven. And uh, I had picked other names and he said, how about Revealing Heaven? Do you think that explains what it does? Reveals Heaven? I went, yeah, I think it does. And so revealingheaven.com is our, is our main website. It's where you can find events that are going to be planned. It's where you can find products that he wants us to make on purpose. He wants us to reveal heaven on earth. Sometimes that's through written form, spoken form, but sometimes it's through things that we make. Things you can hang on your wall, things that you can wear, things that you can drink out of. Like this is our newest cup we just had made. It is a coffee cup or hot chocolate. And, uh, so we probably will have it down there at Robin's place. But it says, I don't do demons. Uh, and that is the number one quote the Holy Spirit gave me to make things out of. Because you're not supposed to really bash people. Uh, you're supposed to love people. But you can bash hell. And so that means, Good. I make a statement, I don't do demons means I don't tolerate them. I don't participate with them. They were thrown out of heaven on a lightning bolt. And therefore, I will have nothing to do with them. I will help people get free of them, but that's about it. So that's why we make different things. So you'll find a store there that has a lot of things about heaven on there. And, uh, and of course, there's testimonies, I think. I think they just revamped the website. I barely got to look at it the other day. And I'm like, wow, it's completely different, but it's easier to navigate through. Yeah. And so there's new things on there. And then there's catcur.com which is a spiritual platform for the father to say whatever he wants to say, yeah. whenever he wants to say it. And so there's a lot of quotes from Holy Spirit. There's a gallery that shows you what things look like in the spirit realm that we have created those things. There's also some photos there of the host and stuff like there. And again, there's um, that is the only place you can give online. There is no other Facebook I've made than the, the Cat Kerr Facebook uh, or the Cat Kerr YouTube. I don't have other places like that. I only have those two. And so that's why you go to the two different places. And if you want to give online, it's catcur.com. And I think you click on the treasury or something like that. And you can even become a member, a guardian zone member that helps to bring heaven to earth by supplying a funds for me, praying for me, 
And uh, I really appreciate the guardians very much. We're going to start some new things with them. Once we move and get our building, we're not just moving for a home. We're, we're also looking for a building. We have an actual building that we can have our offices in. That's going to be exciting for us. So thank you for praying for us and, um, and standing with us. And we stand with you in these times. We're not tolerating the enemy. Satan is your number one enemy. And that he just has a hold of a lot of people right now. And God's exposing who is in the light who is in the darkness, and he does have plans to do great things on this earth still. Even so good. Now. So good, Kat. Um, Kat, go ahead. If you feel like it, go ahead and pray for the people as we go out. That'd be good. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Father, I just pray right now on mm. uh, on your behalf, God. Uh, before the throne of God, I declare and decree that this earth will be free. This country, America, America was born to be free, still is free. Yes, God's going to do some amazing things. Father, I thank you for helping those who are in fear, who are in lack, who have things stolen from them, taken from them, things that have been lost. I thank you for restoring them, restoring their properties, restoring their homes with even better things. God, I thank you for showing your hand of justice on their behalf and also extending the hand of life and love towards all these people out here who are praying to you, Father. I thank you for the suddenlies coming in their lives. The things they never expected to happen will begin to happen in Jesus' name. And right now, I evict every demon out of your home. I sever every spirit of witchcraft trying to operate against you right now. And I say to the devils, get out in Jesus' wow. name. You have no power here. We give you no power. We give you no permission. Yes, but Lord. we rule with Jesus Christ. And you're about to see us rule and reign for many generations to come. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and the rest of my life on this earth. And I pray, God, that you get help wherever you are, whether it's spiritual, physical, mental, or emotional. I thank you, God, for bringing ways of healing to this nation and to this world in jesus name remember to forgive those who speak against you and open the door for holy spirit to go pursue them very good very good cat thank you so much we love you and your team and um a quick reminder that roger stone will be our second program today at three o'clock pacific uh six o'clock eastern have a great day everybody thank you again cat we love thank you all you. see y'all later okay bye-bye bye, -bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.